Welcome back to Geeks and Grounds, a monthly game club where we play games and brew good conversation together. My name is Jenny Windham. And I'm Joel Thomas. And, uh, gosh, we've got an interesting month up ahead. I'm excited. Uh, I've heard November is often considered the most interesting month. Really? Yeah, there's like <laughs> Rumor a on the long... street. There's a long storied history of November just being a really interesting month. Um, yeah. Get in the comments if you've if you've heard the same, <laughs> like love to know why. For those who are joining us for the first time, welcome. Uh, we don't just talk about how cool different months are. Um, we do like to discuss games, and so we're happy to have you here with us. If you haven't signed up for the club's newsletter, uh, that's at geeksandgrounds.com. And if you are a returning member of the club, we are glad to have you back with us. Thank you for those who have been leaving reviews on Apple and Spotify. Seeing the little five stars makes my heart so happy, um, and we really appreciate it. And if you haven't yet, um, we'd appreciate it if you did. But yeah, we have an interesting month this month, uh, not just because it's November, the storied, interesting <laughs> month that we all know and love. But historically, yeah. <laughs> historically. Uh, but because Joel and I have a lot of stuff happening this month, some really cool stuff happening, and... Um, we decided as a result and as a combination of a few other factors that came in that we'll talk about further, uh, that, that it'd be good for us to just switch it up a little bit. Um, but first, I see you held up your drink, Joel. What are you going to be enjoying as we relax in our conversation today? Uh, yes, just a cheersing to, uh, to the five-star re reviews. Um, yeah. I uh, I'm still drinking down that that puer tea that I talked about last week. My goodness, it's so so yeah. good. I, if any of you end up ordering some, I'd love to know what you thought of it. Um, <laughs> maybe I should put a link to that in one of <laughs> a link to a website where you can find this tea sometime. Yeah, honestly, um, yeah, and y'all, if you happen to be a what is it purveyor of tea sponsor us we love tea we love coffee <laughs> welcome to geeks and leaves everybody we're yeah. now a, we're a tea-based podcast that's the big change i did i did bring the grounds today i have it's a basic right. americano nothing too special but i did bring bring grounds today instead of leaves uh because today was a busy work day and i needed caffeine and coffee to sustain me oh my gosh um yeah, I think for those of you who listened, last week I was at TwitchCon. This week, since I was working over the weekend, I started my week on Wednesday instead of Tuesday, which completely has thrown off all of my planning and sense of calm. I have felt especially chaotic this week in doing all of my tasks because everything, like mentally, I'm still on Tuesday and Monday and everyone else is basically on Friday. So <laughs> I mean, it's, but it's like chaotic good. You're like chaotic good. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to think it's chaotic good. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, so what we like to do is before we kick off with the month's brew, the official what we're all playing together, we like to stop by the pastry case. This is our grab bag of topics that have to do with the industry, um, news, launches, and also what we've been playing, reading, and consuming that isn't necessarily video games. Um, before we get into what we've been playing, reading, and watching, uh, we wanted to talk about the new format this month because Joel and I, first of all, are going to be out of town. We get to take a really cool trip to Japan 
I'm so excited. Uh, And that's going to be two weeks. And so since we're going to be out for two weeks, we needed to figure out, okay, what are are we going to do with that? Um, What is possible? What is possible? Yeah. And while we did have a game that was in the works that we want to do, and we'll probably do sometime in the future, um, just circumstances, we, we thought it would be best to save that game for later. Honestly, I honestly would just like to be around the whole month to be able to fully enjoy it, but also to just really allow that game to have the full conversation that we're hoping to have with it. And um, so instead, we decided to switch it up. In addition, for those who who hang with us, there's talk at this point of doing a recording from japan so uh <laughs> we'll see how it plays out uh we'll see if we can pull it off but we will do our uh, best <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna see what's possible yes yeah um as as folks who are familiar know this is absolutely you know especially at this point in time this is a labor of love a passion project we're trying to make it as best as we can um and so yeah we'll just we'll just keep you posted and this is a good chance to say hey if you're not in the discord that's probably the best way to stay in touch with like all of the most up-to-date things that are happening um if there are any shifts changes the discord is probably the first place that we'll know um try to communicate it everywhere but that's that's just a nice little plug for the discord there Hop in. It's also like great conversation in between uh, episodes and after we get the newsletters out. Uh, it's always so fun getting to hear from people and, and their experiences with the games. Yeah. So what is this month going to look like? Okay. Where to start? This all came to me, honestly, in a walk as I was like today, as I was walking and pondering and thinking through things. I've been sort of pondering it all month, but uh, the walk really crystallized it. So y'all take a good afternoon walk if you if you ever need to just let things like ruminate in your brain. Um, The current format of Geeks and Grounds is one game a month. So 12 games a year that that I have been curating and I love curating these titles. But I also really appreciate the feedback that y'all have given mm-hmm. and the the ways that you have advocated for games. And those have actually that has impacted selections already. Um, you all have suggested games that we have done. Uh, and I am so happy for that. And so I wanted to make that a little bit more intentional. So for this month, uh, we're going to be doing a little bit of a ranked choice voting oh curatorial moment where you all will have an opportunity to nominate games for next year. Uh, You will, will have six selections from these nominees and you'll all vote for them. And whichever ones are the top six will be games for next year. Uh, I won't say exactly when I'll have to like look into see where they fit. And then the remainder six games of the year are the ones that I, I will reserve the right to curate. Cause honestly, <laughs> that's just very fun for me. <laughs> Unless we get a whole bunch of Bodie McBoat faces, in which case, um, sure. <laughs> it, it'll just be Bodie McBoat face all year long. Exactly. That's the one so, exception. <laughs> so what we'll be doing November is we'll have one game that we play very casually, very chill, super chill November. Um, we'll still have a spoiler cast as we do, um, but it'll just be a little bit sooner in the month before Joel and I leave for Japan. And the remainder of the month is going to be spent voting for next year's titles, for six of next year's titles. Um, week one, which is this week, if you're listening to this podcast as it drops, voting or nominations have commenced uh you'll be able to nominate your favorite games for consideration games that you want to play um really 
don't let yourself feel too limited by what you feel like we should or shouldn't play in terms of what's a Geeks and Grounds game. We've had these discussions before. Nominate games that you want to play. Um, Weeks two through four, we will all vote as a community. Uh, And again, with ranked choice voting, you don't have to pick uh, one title to win. You get to rank the titles that have been nominated in order of what you want to win. And so this allows for the sort of true uh, I guess favorites to really the best representation of yeah. general consensus that we are capable of providing as, as exactly. People yes. <laughs> um, and so this will allow you all like your voices will be heard in this. What you vote for will impact what we play next year. Um, and what we'll do is after we play our monthly brew um, is for the last two episodes of the month joel and i while we're in japan will go through those top games that have been nominated selected and really just highlight them for you so that we can talk about what we're excited to play next year yeah. uh anything anything i'm missing joel i feel like uh yeah i just want to actually come back to your point about the importance of walking um mm-hmm. i had a really bad day and as i was walking there was like this golden retriever that walked Aww. by me and he stopped and booped me and then smiled <laughs> at me and it was like what, Cute. what a day changer if you will yeah again so, walks are great walks. things <laughs> <laughs> exactly go on walks so uh, look to the newsletter and the discord for the link to nominate your game I think that's it. Um, Everything else, again, sign up for the newsletter. That's the best way to get all the info. And um, I'll put the link to the newsletter in the show notes as well. I think that would probably be be helpful. And I'm saying it out loud. So when I listen to the editing, (laughs) I will remind myself. Yay, future Jenny. Hello. Um, So on to... I, I was going to say the fun stuff, but honestly, I think the nominations <laughs> is fun. <laughs> I'm yeah, excited. We're super I'm excited. excited. I, I cannot wait to see what people choose and advocate for for the club. Mario 64, Star Fox 64, <laughs> Wave Race 64. Like I'm just so, so stoked, y'all. <laughs> I will say, while uh, it's good to vote for or nominate whatever you want, do try to keep in mind a little bit accessibility can we get it if it's only available on like an emulator maybe it's not the best fit but yes mario 64 is math math blasters number munchers oregon trail Trail. yeah Yeah. (laughs) um but yeah what have what have you been up to besides deciding about voting stuff with me joel <laughs> in addition i'm gonna start with an us an us moment yeah. uh in addition to uh jenny's chaotic week uh last night we went to go see hosier live in concert here in Hell portland yeah. oh my goodness oh my goodness what a show i couldn't get over it like we were just first of all apologies apologies we are like in the very top section in the furthest away point from the stage do not apologize for taking me to like one of the best shows i've been to in my life please (laughs) and he brought binoculars and i was like oh my god i can actually like (laughs) see the stubble on his face as as andrew sang to us uh it was just an absolutely incredible show i've been so enjoying the unearth album it's Mm -hmm. for those of you who don't know it's kind of a story of a relationship but he he ties it to uh dante's inferno and going through the nine (sighs) layers of hell and it's just 
incredible. So if you're looking for an album to get into, that's what I recommend. And if you're looking for a concert to go to, hop on it. It is an incredible show. I will say the tour immediately after getting home, I was like, where is he going next? And can I squeeze another show in somehow? Can I visit somewhere before <laughs> the tour is done? Uh, congratulations to Hosier. The show is sold out pretty much everywhere. Oh. Um, yeah, there was like tickets available for Sweden. So if anyone's in Sweden, <laughs> pick up those tickets, y'all. But yeah, I will say. So Joel, you're much more of a concert goer than I am. You are much more of a regular in the scene. You know music much more than I do. I have like certain artists I will kind of fixate on. I don't really go to shows, but I, I do love music, but I think about it mostly from a choreographer perspective. And that's kind of it. Going to a show live. God, it was, I was telling Joel as we left, it was such an out of body experience to hear this music live and to hear the whole arena of people singing along. And, oh, I was, I took some video clips. Um, for those of you who follow me on Instagram, probably saw them. I like watched them back as soon as we got home and I got choked up watching back the clips, just thinking about how good the show was. It was so simple in terms of like they just had this amazing light projection and like one big prop thing that kind of went up and down but it was so beautiful i just yeah. I can't speak highly enough and the album is great it's very very good the other thing and i think like we were talking about this after the show is uh near the end before the last song <clears throat> he thanked every yeah. single person by name not mm. just the band the sound mixers, the lighting specialists, the guitar techs, the mic techs, like mm -hmm. every single person that was like that was part of his crew that was part of the production. He took the time to thank them by name. Yeah. I was like, I've, I've probably easily been to like a thousand shows in my life at this point, And like, I have never seen an artist do that. I was just completely blown away. So, I mean, just in terms of taking care of the people that are making what you do possible it was just such a it was a beautiful moment yeah i yeah it was such a good show i think i'm very excited for the next time he tours i will be getting floor tickets i will be there in the front row <laughs> i'll fight someone to get in the front row or i'll I'm gently sorry jenny i'm so sorry no, no this is this it's the best way because honestly i was talking to sam before going and i was like because I actually didn't know it was in the Moda Center. I I, oh, okay. I literally was like, I don't know where we're going. And then until you told me, I was like, I have no idea. And so I was talking to Sam about how I'm so old. And I'm like, I don't want to have to stand for like three, four hours. <laughs> My knees are going to hurt. <laughs> I'm already tired because I've been at TwitchCon walking back and forth from the strip back, mm -hmm. you know, to my hotel. Um but yeah, so I was actually very happy we had seats. So that was great. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Next time we got to we got to be on the floor so we can groove. It was such a groovy show. Yeah. So oh, my gosh. Check it out. So what's incredible is so Hosier's album inspired by Dante's Inferno. This is this is a month, I think, for even though the album didn't launch this month, this is a month for literary fans mel <laughs> melding in with like pop culture because oh, I get it. We have another thing that both of us have been watching that inspired by and draws from Poe's work, Edgar Allan Poe, uh, called Fall of the House of Usher, which is on Netflix. I binged it in two days. 
It was so I am, good. I'm locked in uh, the purgatory of like needing to get schedules to align with Lee in order to like watch <laughs> oh, the show. No. Um, but yeah, it, I think you, how did you describe it last night? You like, uh, Oh yes. I said, if you put succession and Edgar Allan Poe in a blender um, and what is the guy's name? The director, he's like super famous. Um, here, let me oh. look up. I'm like, basically this those, dude. Like, Netflix. He has like the Netflix spooky show or uh, creepy show. Like, every yeah, year. it's like William something. Um, House because he did House of Blythe Manor, I think is what it calls Midnight Mass, which I didn't watch. So now I'm like, oh. I should watch it. Midnight Mass is like a person with religious packages. One of the most terrifying, uh, <laughs> terrifying uh, like horror shows I've ever seen. <laughs> Mike Flanagan is his name. Mike Flanagan. So, yeah, Mike put Succession and Edgar Allan Poe in a blender, stirred it all up, poured it over modern day America, and this is the show. It is incredible. And I won't say too much more about what happened specifically, because I know you haven't finished it yet. Thank you. <laughs> um, But for any fan of any horror stories, but specifically Poe's work, um, he blends a lot of Poe's most notable horror short stories and weaves them through the show in a way that's faithful to their, I feel like their intent and a lot of their themes, but doesn't copy them verbatim, which I really appreciated. Yeah, I think uh, so. I've, I'm only a couple episodes in and the first one definitely like sets the stage and like mm -hmm. feels very successioning now that you mentioned that. Uh, and the second episode was just like almost entirely like one of the short stories being retold in the context of succession. Mm -hmm. I, I was, yeah, I am just like very, very into it. And I'm, I'm pumped to, to hopefully wrap it up this weekend. That's my, yeah, my I will say I, I thought, and I'm interested to see what you think. I thought the episodes got stronger as they went on. My favorite two were the final two episodes. So I oh. thought that the way that they developed the characters and the pacing was really good. I think like some of it, some of them were a bit weaker than others. I think in any kind of anthology-esque series that's going to happen. But whew, the last two really went out like with the exact bang that I wanted. And so um, very, very excited. And I think for those who are curious, there are some really good. I don't think it's anything too profound, like, oh, my gosh, this changed what I was thinking. But it really pokes at the people that I feel like you want to poke at like if you ever watched succession and you were like, oh, why is this show like about these people that we hate? And I wish things <laughs> that weren't good happened to them, you know, like yeah. watch this show, this show, the fall of the house of Usher will give you a bit more of that sense of hope that justice could be served, even though this isn't a fantasy world <laughs> and we Spoilers. probably won't see it the house will indeed fall. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> That's uh, in the title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man. And so I've also been uh, consuming, I just like completely tore through uh, Gen V, which is a mm -hmm. spinoff from The Boys, uh, kind of superhero show on Amazon. Uh, it is one of the most interesting superhero shows i've seen in a long time like definitely mm -hmm. like the gory gross weird stuff that the boys carried through but it's like a coming of age like you're going to a superhero college story and so i just i don't know it felt really fresh and i'm really digging it uh and then also 
uh, on Prime has been The Wheel of Time Season 2, uh, <laughs> which I didn't even know was releasing. And my friend was like, oh, I finished it. And I was like, I didn't know it was out, but really enjoying it. So if you're a Wheel of Time person, uh, so far, I've thought Season 2 is even better than Season 1. So would recommend. I'm happy that you reminded me of it because I really enjoyed the Wheel of Time series when I was younger. Like that was one of the first ginormous fantasy series I read as a kid. Um, I'm like shocked that I looking back, I'm like, dang, I read that in like middle and high school. <laughs> what? Um, but I'm I'm excited to watch it because I, I remember when season one came out and I was like, I'm going to wait till it's done. And then I forgot about it. Um so yeah, I'm definitely, I'm going to watch both of those. You sold me on Gen V too. I'm normally not, I'm notoriously not a superhero movie person, but I'm like, give me twisted superhero stories. And I think I'm, I'm more into that. This is like, what if, I don't know, Amazon owned a superhero formula, what would actually happen in the real world. And it is, it plays out exactly as horribly as you would expect. So, yeah. <laughs> he sold it to me. I'm like, give me that dystopic. <laughs> I don't, I don't get enough of it in reality. I want it in my media too. Yeah, absolutely. We, oh we deserve more dystopia. <laughs> right. Oh, oh sad. I, I, sorry. I am going to plug one more thing. Mm -hmm. Speaking of dystopia, um, I know that you're also a fan of the McElroys. Um, mm -hmm. They have a show called The Adventure Zone, which is like a, a an RPG-based podcast that they do. And they released an episode this week, which is they invented an RPG called Enter the Dadlands, where <laughs> it's a dystopia future where only dads, like stereotypical dads, like sports dad, barbecue right. dad, Disney dad exist. And they make their way through there. And it's hosted by my favorite, Brennan Lee Mulligan. And the new episode, the first episode in a long time dropped this this week and it has been great so more dystopia oh, if you awesome. want some. dad dystopia <laughs> that's <laughs> amazing oh my gosh yeah. yeah i god i haven't listened to i went through a phase like especially it was like 2020 where i listened to the mcelroys like every day and then <laughs> it was kind of funny well maybe not funny but I thought it was funny because they you could feel them be kind of sad at the world. And I was mm. just like, I can't listen to them because they're sad, which makes me sad. And I'm listening to them to try and not be sad. So I had to stop for a little bit. But I have started getting back into it because I'm like, OK, I can listen to it now. And I don't get like the tangential. You know, we all know the world is burning and ending in a lot of different ways. And so uh, it's just nice to like step back from it with media sometimes. I was like, I have to, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> I need podcast time to be happy. Totally get it. Oh my totally gosh. What else yeah. have you been into? Um, okay. So last week I mentioned Goodnight World, uh, anime on Netflix. I finished it. <laughs> And that's all I have to say that's, about it. <laughs> that's all I have to really say about it. I think if you're looking for something short, sweet that you can watch and not necessarily pay full attention to and still understand what's happening, that's definitely a good one. Um, do I think it's one of the greatest shows I've ever watched? No. <laughs> it was pretty predictable. Um, the dialogue got a bit tiring after the third episode where I was like, okay, they're leaning too hard into something. Like the writing feels very mm. just like... Uh, they're just yeah the character felt i don't know not quite lazily done but just i felt like there could have been more that they they should have like i wish they explored uh but if you're looking for a good like sword art 
sword art online like where if you enjoy stories about people going into a virtual world and how that blends into the real world um i'd say go for it i'm a sucker for that kind of story so i will always watch something that does that uh but yeah it's it's three out of five stars you know it's just it's fine oh, all right. it's fine <laughs> yeah, yeah it's fine it's fine um Honestly, I, I I like a fine anime and it was honest. It was 10 to 12 episodes. It was short. So I appreciated being able to finish it, which I is love, more than you can I say. love me a concise anime. Yeah. More than you can say for a lot of shows. Um, don't worry. I will start Jujutsu Kaisen at some point soon. Oh, what? I, I'm so interesting. That you brought that up completely out of the blue, unprompted. Ah, not mean, because I asked I just... that a lot tonight. So, uh... <laughs> don't you worry. <laughs> I mean, um, I, I watched today's app. It was fire. Oh, my gosh. You know, I I do know I need to get in on it now because it is at the point where I can catch up. Um, true. <laughs> that's that is a very highly motivating factor. Um, but, yeah, I haven't really done a whole lot else. Been playing a lot of games um, by the time. Let me check the date. Yes. By the time this podcast is out, uh, the embargo will have lifted so I can talk about this game. Um, I have been playing this game called Jusson. That's very, very good. Um, so yeah, I'm just, I highly recommend it. If you like journey, um, sort of that meditative aspect of journey, if you like Celeste, if you like games with climbing in it, but no Bennett Foddy, this is no, like, let me challenge you until you are crying tears of rage. This is really relaxing climbing um and a very very beautiful story along with it so what what is the what was the thing that you said about the, what was the word that you said before saying like it's not challenging and gonna make you cry with rage bennett foddy what is that oh 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 my goodness okay bennett foddy is a game that came out years ago at this point let me look up and bennett foddy i believe if i'm remembering correctly is the name of the developer uh, let me bring this up just so I say it correctly. Yes. Bennett Foddy is an Australian video game designer based in New York. So he is known for creating a game called getting over it with Bennett Foddy. That is probably one of the most intentionally frustratingly designed games. You play this. I think it's like this dude in a cauldron with just arms to propel you forward you have like a sledgehammer or anvil and it, you just like use your arms to climb a mountain and the whole game is you trying to climb the mountain and the physics working entirely against you the whole time it is known for being one of the most frustrating games out there um simply because the game works against you pretty much every step of the way uh. You know, I think I'm going to adopt that type of framing for any art that I put out. So like the next time I release, uh, I put a song up that I've recorded. Yeah, I'm going to be like, this is intentionally not amazing. Um, and that's part of my artistic process mm -hmm. and journey that I want to take you on. Honestly, we should maybe consider doing a short like maybe one of the other short months doing Bennett Foddy just to try it. Um Okay, it came out in December 2017, and the Steam description for it is a game I made for a certain kind of person to hurt them. So this sort of tongue-in-cheek uh, punishing game, I think is, I, I think could be for some, worth some interesting discussion. So maybe maybe let's put that, if anyone wants to nominate it, go ahead <laughs> for, for next year. Bodie McBoatface. Bennett Foddy, 
that's what we're looking for yep exactly mario 64 <laughs> yeah uh and just to finish out the pastry case we have other launches besides jason um jason came out october 31st the day this podcast drops um this bed we made is coming out november 1st thirsty suitors is coming out november 2nd i am so excited for thirsty suitors oh my gosh this is a game that's like joel you would love this um what's the one with the cult classic that everyone loves to talk about uh the the game or the not the game the movie where in the comic book where there's the dude who has all the exes who likes oh, comes scott for him pilgrim. scott pilgrim thirsty suitors is like scott pilgrim but indian <laughs> And it's about this woman named Chala, I think. And she has to return home and confront all of her exes and like reconcile with her past, essentially. Oh, um, this is so nice. As she speed. moves in back with her parents, who are kind of overbearing <laughs> and like very stereotypical, and that, like, you know, the way that they're just like, you need to find someone to get married to, you need to get your life in order. Um, yeah. I'm so excited <laughs> and it's oh, created by, incredible. yeah, it's created by a really outstanding team. So very, very much looking forward to that one. Um, and the Talos principle two comes out November 2nd. So for fans of puzzle games, that's going to be quite a, quite a fun puzzle game. I'm looking forward to it. Sounds yeah. puzzling. Yeah. Um, as always, if you have questions, comments, email us at Jenny at geeks Um, I think that's it for the pastry case. Are you ready for this month's brew? so ready so this one's a shorter game well actually i don't think it's a shorter game but we're doing it for two weeks primarily because of the reasons we mentioned before uh this week we're going to intro it next week is the spoiler cast so if you want to take the whole month to play it great just know that next week we'll have the spoiler cast and you can save it for whenever you're done um but we will be playing a puzzle game speaking of puzzle games named cocoon cocoon cozy cocoon i don't know when you think when i say a game is named cocoon what do you think of um i first think of the movie cocoon where aliens come and replace a bunch <laughs> of old people with uh, uh -huh. aliens as old people and uh the second thing i think of is butterflies is that the answer you're hoping for? <laughs> I wasn't hoping for anything in particular. I was just excited to see what uh, what what came to mind. So Cocoon is. Uh, whoop. Hold on. Autoplay started moving. Uh, Cocoon is a game by Annapurna Interactive and from the developer or the lead gameplay designer of Limbo and Inside. So if you are familiar with those two indie games, I they're some of my favorites like ever. Um, highly recommend if you haven't played them, maybe use this month to also hop into those. Those are also like maybe six hour games, four to six hour games, quite short. Um, Cocoon is another short title, but this one is very different from uh, Jeff Carlson's other titles. I almost want to just watch the trailer with you first. Yeah, I think you should do it like... because you frozen, you screen frozen on a very like Yonic image. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I'm super interested to see the context of this. Here. All right. Let me restart it uh and you can still see it correct yeah okay awesome 
Let's go. We're going to watch the trailer and react to it. I'm immediately getting reboot vibes. Oh, I didn't even think of re that's a good that's a good call. Wow, look at the lighting in this game. The use of color is really good. Wow, yeah. Okay, so we're running around like the hexagon structure of a soccer ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, so the like geometry of this is mm -hmm. so like intentionally feels like that like late 90s early 2000s uh 3d animation styling of like cartoons in that time period yeah i i did not make that connection until you mentioned it um and that's definitely an inspiration i feel like it has to be an inspiration um cocoon we keep picking games that are inspired by reboot honestly it, that needs to be a pour over material what isn't inspired by reboot at this point you know what i mean it's like <laughs> we all have we were born in reboot bred in reboot what is i don't you know the bane uh what is that line? Uh, I was you made. merely adopted the the reboot. <laughs> I was born and it's molded by it. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I actually saw a reboot clip on TikTok this week. It was like the moment that Scardus's children, and it's like a later <gasps> season when Bob tries to interrupt Dot from getting married to the Bob clone, and then it turns out that it was uh, what was the bad guy's name? The like the big jaw. Oh, I can't remember. Geez, In any case, he was the one that was actually Bob. So I, yeah, the fact that this is this keeps coming up in my life is uh, shocking. Some <laughs> sort of sign. I feel like at some point we just need to do a, we need to find it and do like a group watch. Um, so that's Cocoon. I think you highlighted so many things that are going to be really important just to like notice um, the geometry of it. This is a game that has a lot of bugs. So if you are really squeam or bug like creatures, I guess they're not overtly like bugs that we would recognize um, like in real life, but they are definitely inspired by like lots of different creepy crawly creatures that if you are super squeamish about it, I would say maybe look at the screenshots, maybe give some other of the trailers a try. Um, watch it because I think um, maybe if you're like really not into bugs this the sounds and the skittering may be a bit much depending on your level of tolerance but you know it kind of gives me like bugs in the same way that nausicaa and the valley of the wind has mm -hmm. bugs but they're like these giant things and like inspired by bugs kind of right thing. they're a bit more mechanized almost like everything yeah. in here looks a bit more mechanical than you would anticipate it and less organic which for me that helped because i really don't like a lot of bugs in games um but i was i personally found this very okay and quite beautiful in a lot of ways um the Steam description just says, from Jeb Carlson, the lead gameplay designer of Limbo Inside and Inside, Cocoon takes you on an adventure across worlds within worlds. Master world-leaping mechanics and solve intricate puzzles to unravel a cosmic mystery. Ooh. And I didn't mention this earlier, but it's by uh, developed by Geometric Interactive and published by Annapurna Interactive. So for Cocoon, uh, the thing that I think was a bit hard 
to tell in the trailer, or maybe actually you can let me know if you could tell, um, is that whole worlds within worlds mechanic. Um, the little marble that you see the bug holding and running around with actually is something that you can jump into and out of. And so, okay. Do you remember men in black? <laughs> like OG uh, yes. men in black. Okay. Oh, yes. Do you remember? I forget if it's in one or two. I'm pretty sure it's in one where the aliens have the marble and it has the universe inside and they like put it in their marble like game or whatever. And they flick it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we're all in a game of the universe of alien marbles. That's what this reminds me of, where you have this marble filled with a universe. You can hop in and out of it and you can put other marbles of universes inside it and you can pull them out. And so that's where you have this universe within universe mind bending mechanic and you have to solve puzzles using these universes to solve the puzzles. That is so interesting. And honestly, like I have been watching these like uh gifs yes i say gif uh <laughs> on repeat while you've been talking and until you describe that this i'm seeing like the mechanism for moving between worlds i would not have been able to tell that's what was going on yeah um <gasps> it's just such a beautiful design uh it reminds me of like the way ratchet and clank the newest one on when <gasps> ps5 dropped kind yeah. of let you move between dimensions to get to places that's kind of the the energy that i'm getting from this Oh my uh, gosh, I love that. It's it is beautiful. I think one thing that folks can anticipate when playing um is that you will constantly have these moments where you stop and you're just like this is so polished and stunning. Um the reason I oh. picked this cuz we have this, you know, we have this two week window where we're playing a game before, you know, we we go out for our trip and I was like what game that I what game do I think everyone should play? especially before we start talking about game of the year conversations uh, in December. And this is one of those games where I feel like it's been out for a few weeks. It's been out since the end of September. Not nearly enough people are talking about how good this game is. It is. It is so good. And it's one of those that I think should be on everyone's at least consideration list for one of the top games out there this year. Um which I'd be interested to see. Maybe you all disagree with me and I would love to hear it. Let me know as you play. Um, Get in the comments and tell Jenny how much you hate her recommendations. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I think this is one that I'm really looking forward to playing. It's also one um, going off of, again, the feedback that we had two months ago was, you know, hey, let's explore ways that games tell stories and develop worlds without narrative. Um, mm. Bramble didn't have a ton of reading, but it did have narrator. This game has no text and no dialogue. <laughs> oh, interesting at all so, at all. So what's going to be really cool is to see what you all think as you play in terms of how the design uh, works in its favor, how the design doesn't, what are you left feeling confused about versus what do you feel like you understand really clearly, not simply with the mechanics, but with the story too. So, yeah. I'm pumped. This uh, I am so excited for this. I haven't, I love a good puzzle game and this looks exactly like the, the speed of puzzle game I like. So. Yes. I, I cannot wait. <laughs> um, Normally, I ask if you have like predictions for the story. I'm wondering, this one's maybe a bit hard to predict because there's like 
not a whole lot that the trailer gives you. And I feel like there's not a ton that the Steam page really gives you. But do you have predictions for the story? So I, one of my favorite elements of uh, like multiversal hopping, dimension hopping type things is mm -hmm. getting to explore ruins of different societies. And mm -hmm. so there's, you're definitely seeing as you look at these images, like architecture design work that feels like different beings created these different places. And so I, I think for me, maybe less predictions and more, it's like, what am I excited about? If I, I, I love getting to explore architecture and work like that from different like civilizations. And so I'm hoping mm -hmm. there's, a, there's like a healthy dose of that. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm very excited. I think, I think you're going to enjoy this one. Um, and yeah, I, I think that's all I have to say about it. Um, trying to think if there's anything else. No, I, I'm just looking forward to this one. I, I played it once for folks who may be curious. It took me about three and a half, four hours, I would say, to complete it. Uh, so know that you probably can get it done within one session, um, maybe two, depending on like how much you really love the puzzles or if you need like a little bit of a brain break. Uh, so anticipate it going by relatively quickly. Also, I think there were a couple of points in which it's pr it does end up being pretty challenging, but most of it is not. I think this is one of those puzzle games that really benefits when you take your time and like observe the world. Um, but know that it's not super, super challenging. I wouldn't call this like the witness or, you know, any any number of like really, really hard puzzle games out there. It's I think it's designed pers personally. I think it's designed with a pretty good flow in mind. So don't well, be intimidated if you're not a puzzle person. I, you know, we've discussed this on this podcast. There's, we take no pride in uh, being able to figure things out without having to look it up. Like I, I look up things online all the time when I'm <laughs> yeah. playing games. I, it's like back in the day when you had your little like gamer guide magazine that you'd get for your, <laughs> for your yeah, game. or that toll free it. number that you could call and ask for hints. It wasn't toll yeah, I free. I never got to do that. <laughs> I, well, there was a number that wasn't free. It was like the Nintendo Power Hotline. Yeah. And I called yep. it once. My mom did not want me to do that. And I got in big trouble. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, don't, don't worry about doing that, though, because we've got the internet now, folks. <laughs> yeah, uh, I remember... I remember when the internet became like a thing in my life and like how many angel fire websites did I go to to look up oh cheat codes gosh. for video games back in the day? Yeah, uh -huh. gamefaqs.com. And like that, honestly, we could do a whole just discussion on the power of game FAQs and how people who formatted those things, like, I don't know what it's called, but when you use like the backslashes to create like the logo art and stuff, um, if anyone knows, please let me know if you know what that's <laughs> called. But basically the ways that people put their heart and souls into making these just ginormous text documents that were walkthroughs. Y'all carried me through Final Fantasy VIII. Um, I printed those beasts out and I would like highlight and take notes on them. And my mom would get so mad because it would take like 50 pages of printer paper. You know, it was like books getting printed out. <sighs> those were the days. Uh. So good, yeah. I, I'm I'm eager. So yeah, if you're if you guys get stuck, yeah, look at the look at the games. Look, look online, find some yeah. find some hints. 
Yeah, no, no shame there. Um, cool. I think that is it for this month's brew. Again, we are playing Cocoon. So uh, if you, oh, we didn't mention the platforms, probably should do that. Fortunately, Cocoon, if you are a Game Pass person, it is on Game Pass. So you hey. can enjoy it there uh, as a part of your subscription. But it's also on Steam, uh, PlayStation, Switch. You can purchase it on Xbox if you want it to own. So you have a bevy of places to pick uh, for this game. Uh, in light it. of a bevy of places to get this game, mm -hmm. uh, may you enjoy a bevy of beverages as you move through and puzzle with us this month. Awesome. Thanks, everyone. See you next time. Bye. Bye.